You are now listening to Bay. This is the Chef Bay podcast hosted by Bay Ruskis. For more information on all of our episodes, go to www.chefbay.kitchen forward slash the podcast. Welcome back to the Chef Bay podcast. It's your host, Chef Bay, and I'm so excited to have you here listening to this episode. Before we get into the episode, I want to shout out our sponsor, which this week is... It's me. It's yours truly. It really goes well within the theme of the episode today, so just hang tight. But I did want to shout out our 14-day plant-based challenge today because it has been one of the most transformative, amazing things that we offer. We have thousands and thousands of people inside this plant-based challenge. We have been running this challenge for the last few years, and it has been the most incredible sense of community that I have ever felt. And so I wanted to offer the plant-based challenge to you to get it with a discount, 50% off using the code podcast. It is 14 days of basically going plant-based, getting rid of processed foods, getting rid of meat and dairy, and really just living your best life eating plant-based foods. There's recipes, there's meal guides, there's tons of resources and video lectures from me, and it's just like literally everything you need to feel very, very, very secure and inspired and supported during the plant-based journey. So whether it lasts for 14 days, five days, or your 14-day plant-based challenge turns into five years, kind of like it did for me, I will be there with you the entire way. So if you want to join the 14-day plant-based challenge, go to www.chefbay.kitchen forward slash challenge and enter the code podcast to get 50% off, which basically means you get the entire challenge for only $11. Again, that's www.chefbay.kitchen forward slash challenge and use the code podcast to get the challenge for $11. Okay, let's get into this episode. This has been the number one requested episode that I do. And drum roll, please. We are talking all things entrepreneurship today. This is going to be a little mini masterclass. So whether you are looking to start a business, whether you're looking to become a creator, work in the creator economy, whether you want to start a cafe, whether you want to um, begin you know, doing one-on-ones with clients, whether you have a product in mind, this is going to be a little mini masterclass where I'm going to give you all the information that I can in under 20 minutes. So let's do it. There are so many benefits to being an entrepreneur. It is absolutely one of the hardest things that you could ever choose to do for yourself because you really feel like you're swimming upstream the first few years, if not longer than that. But it gives you so much freedom. It gives you the opportunity to really create the life that you want. And you are no longer working for someone else's dream. So when you're working a nine to five, or in my case, when you're working at a restaurant, you're really working for someone else's dream. When you're an entrepreneur, you are working for yourself, which means that you're working to build up your dreams. And hopefully, eventually, you'll be able to hire employees and hopefully help their dreams as well. So if you work a nine to five, I am not knocking you. Like there is definitely some security to that. There's security to knowing where your paycheck comes from every single month and more power to you. If you love your nine to five, I think that's amazing as well. But this podcast is for the people who want to become an entrepreneur, who are already an entrepreneur, who are feeling like they're in a rut, or if you're really trying to grow on social media, all of these things are going to apply as well. I think I'm going to do a completely separate social media podcast because there is so much to unpack there. 
Since this is a podcast for the girlies, I wanted to drop some facts real quick to talk about entrepreneurship just to get all of us a little hyped up because we need to hype each other up. Otherwise, it's never going to work. So 42% of all entrepreneurs in the United States are women. 42%. That's amazing. Like when I was looking up statistics about entrepreneurs and women, I honestly thought it was going to be so much less, um, basically because we live, you know, in the patriarchy, but that's neither here nor there. In 2020, the average annual revenue for a woman-owned business in the United States was $330,000 a year. Just let that soak in. The average annual revenue for a woman-owned business was $330,000 a year. That's opportunity is what that is. Only 10% of entrepreneurs are millennials and Gen Z. So, and not just entrepreneurs, but women entrepreneurs, only 10%, which means that there is a lot of room for a lot of us, I'm a millennial, for a lot of us to get out of our own way or go after what we want because there is not much representation in the world of entrepreneurship when it comes to the younger generations. And that has a lot to do with why our world is the way it is right now. Okay, the number of businesses owned by minority women has grown by 163% since 2007. That's insane. So amazing. And businesses owned by women of color employ 2.2 million people in the United States. That is amazing and such an amazing just contribution to the economy. And it just, I hope those statistics can really inspire you to know that there are so many women and women of color out there doing the damn thing and making their dreams happen. And you absolutely can too. Okay, so there are five things that really like stand out to me when I think about entrepreneurship. And before I get into that, I'm going to go into just like a tiny little backstory about my journey. So my mom was an entrepreneur when I, like she still is, like my mom has always been the one that could never work corporate, had to work for herself. She owned a business answering shop, business answering service, which she called the business shop um, in the 90s, which obviously the internet kind of like bought her out of that. But my mom has always been someone that's been an entrepreneur. And so, and my dad has always been someone that had a very secure nine to five job. And I saw the polarity of the two of them where my dad would have the consistent paycheck and my dad would, you know, know where he's going every single day. And, you know, my dad would have that consistency where my mom, she had the freedom right? She didn't always have the consistency when it came to money and she didn't always like know what was going to happen. But my mom had so much freedom to raise us, to always be there for our soccer games, to take us to the doctor if we were sick. And that was always something that like I noticed with my mom is she was always there. And that was always a reason why I really wanted to work for myself too, was not necessarily to have kids, but was so that I could have the freedom to do whatever I wanted. And that is kind of like what inspired me to be an entrepreneur. My first kind of entrepreneurial journey was when I was 19. I was in culinary school. I was working in restaurants, working for chefs in culinary school, and I just did not like it. I There was so much sexism. There was so much ageism. I was so young. Um, and it was just not... 
a positive environment for me. You know, I found myself working every single weekend, every single night, every single holiday. I was so burnt out and I was literally only 19. So I went to one of my school advisors and I was like, hey, this isn't working for me. I don't know what I'm going to do. I just took out $100,000 in loans to become a chef and I'm not happy. And so she was like, hey, you know, I have this couple, they're looking for a private chef. They don't want to pay a ton of money, which is why they called us. They're looking for a student to come in and cook for them. And I was like, perfect. I'm going to try it. Let's do it. So I worked my first shift as a private chef, my first day as an entrepreneur. And it was the scariest day ever. I remember taking a taxi. I was living in San Francisco at the time. I remember taking a taxi to the grocery store, spending my last couple hundred dollars that I had in my bank account for the groceries, then waiting, hailing another taxi. And back in the day when you would call a taxi, sometimes it would take an hour to show up. Like you never knew if they were going to show up, especially in like a grocery store parking lot. And so I remember getting into the taxi, showing up, you know, no one was there. They kind of like buzzed me in the, it was at the Millennium Towers in San Francisco. They had the penthouse. I walked in and immediately I was hit with imposter syndrome. I was like, I do not belong here. I don't know what I'm doing here. This is certifiably insane that I'm here. And I definitely set the salmon that I was cooking that day on fire. The blender exploded all over their like 20 foot high ceilings. And they came home to find me crying with no dinner made. And they wrote me a check for my time and their groceries, sent me home in their private car and were like, we'll see you tomorrow. And that was such... That was such a pivotal moment for me in realizing that like I could fail so epically, but I could get back up and do it again tomorrow and be better. And long story short, I had those clients for a long time. I ended up creating quite an amazing business for myself, Um, especially when it came to being a private chef. I've traveled all over. I've worked for celebrities, professional athletes. I've worked all over the world. I've worked for retreats. I've done all the things. And I've transitioned my business from being a solely private chef business to being a a business um, basically digitally because of the pandemic. And that transition was the best transition I ever made. So that's kind of like where I got started how this all happened for me. And the entire time it was not easy. It was rough. Like a lot of times I never knew if I was going to find a new client or if a client let me go where I was going to, you know, get my next, get my next paycheck. And that is something that entrepreneurs deal with all the time, especially when you're first starting out. But I took my private chef business that also depended on working in restaurants, like I always had a restaurant gig on the back burner just in case, to now my business makes multiple six figures a year. And it's pretty incre- it's pretty incredible to watch the transition go from what I was doing to what I'm doing now and the financial stability that I now have because of, I mean, it's been 13 years. So 13 years of consistency, 13 years of being told no, 13 years of failing, 13 years of succeeding, 13 years of moving across country, like I have done it all. So this 
Again, this is definitely going to be part one of many parts, but let's get into the five things that you absolutely need if you are going to survive in this economy as an entrepreneur and not just survive, but thrive. And again, this is for anyone, whether you're trying to be a private chef or you want to be a coach or you want to open a cafe or you want to be a creator or an influencer or you want to create clothes. It all applies. It's all the same. Um, it's just a different color. So Let's get into it. So the five things you'll need are strategy, passion, building a community, consistency, and above all else, what you're going to need is a whole lot of fucking courage to go after what you want. So let's get into each individual thing. The first thing is strategy. So Strategy is so important. There are so many business coaches out there, so many energy coaches who talk about your relationship to money, who talk about wealth embodiment, who talk about, um, you know, just kind of like, I'm going to say woo-woo aspect of being a entrepreneur, but what you really need to focus on is your strategy. You have to have a very specific strategy for whatever you're doing. So what I'm seeing a lot of people do now for products is TikTok shop, which was never even like a strategy that you could have put in place before. But I'm seeing people like absolutely kill it on TikTok shop without having to use any like influencer marketing, any affiliate marketing, any Facebook ads, any Instagram ads. And so your strategy, I'm not going to go into it a lot, is going to be very dependent on your niche. It's going to be very dependent on what you're doing, what kind of business you have, whether it's a service-based business or a product-based business or a social media business, which I would say my business at this point is very social media driven because that's how I find most of my people, um, which is how most people find most of their people at this point in the game in 2023. But strategy is so much of your business and your strategy is going to be changing all the time. So an old way of thinking, I think, is creating a business plan and then you stick to that business plan no matter what. Your strategy has to evolve as you learn, as you grow, as you fuck up and make mistakes. Your strategy must evolve and grow from that. So you must absolutely have a strategy. The second thing is passion. Passion is what's going to get you started right? Passion is what's going to give you the idea. It's what is going to get you past all those people that tell you no. It's what's going to get you past all those days that your bank account is not looking safe or where you want it to look. But I feel like the difference between businesses that are going to thrive in this day and age and in the future versus the ones that aren't are the ones that are built off the passion of more than just making money because that is a huge need. That's a huge passion, right? Like if we're not making enough from our nine to five or we're struggling day to day, we're like, I need to figure it out. I'm going to start a business. I'm going to make money and provide for my family, which is very much a real thing, but that can't be your only why. That can't be your only passion. So your passion has to be outside of making money and it has to be outside of you. It has to be outside of yourself. So it has to serve some greater purpose in the world. And especially as we grow into this new era, I really feel like we are entering a new era right now. All of these conscious like companies 
I feel like are going to really kill it in the sense that they are fulfilling a need for the greater good for literally humanity because shit is a mess right now. (laughs) Whether you're looking at the environment, whether you're looking at our food system, whether you're looking at our government, like there's just so much. Everything is a mess. Childcare, like there there are so many industries that need very like like like-minded, passion-filled and driven entrepreneurs that can come and take a problem and create a solution and create a business off of that. And so whatever you're really thinking about and maybe even if you're just a creator on Instagram and you're trying to or TikTok or YouTube or whatever and you're really trying to figure out how am I going to create content that, you know, means something that people care about it ha- you have to take yourself out of it your content shouldn't just be about you shouldn't even just be about your story of how you got to where you are i mean that's a great place to start but how are you going to be changing things not just for your customer but for the community for the world around you why is your how and why is your business going to be relevant in 5 10 15 years from now and things are moving so quickly and the state of our worlds is just changing so quickly that you really have to think about that when you're building your strategy and why and how that is fueling your passion okay the third thing is building community This is like should be the first thing, (laughs) but this is something that you're constantly going to be doing. Building community doesn't mean having a loyal customer base. I mean, having a loyal customer base can be part of your community, but building a community is all around creating a safe space for people to come and learn from you. And I think this is important whether or not you have a brick and mortar place, whether you have a um, a TikTok shop, whether you're an influencer, whether you are selling t-shirts, creating a community means that people want to gather around you, it means that people have your back. People are stoked for whatever you're going to release, for whatever whenever you pop up on their cell phones. They're excited, they're engaged, they're commenting, they're emailing, they're going to your website. They're engaged. They're part of your community. And being a part of a community means that you're offering more value than just what you're selling. It's not just about what you're selling. So in my case, I sell lots of challenges. That's a really good example. And cookbooks. But I give away so much free shit (laughs) constantly. Most of my content is completely free which leaves rooms for having sponsored, right, sponsored posts or working with uh, my, my free content allows me to do food photography for brands because they see how amazing our food photography is. So they're like, wow, we want in on that. But that's not my end game. My end game isn't, oh, I'm gonna do this photo and create this content so that I can attract more brand partnerships and so that I can sell more cookbooks and blah, blah, blah. Like, of course, that's the financial end game. But my real end game is creating a community that lasts and giving resources and amazing things to my community that's going to help benefit their lives, that's going to make the world a better place. And with that, creating a community of creators and entrepreneurs like myself who are doing something similar or who are doing something different, but what we're doing can kind of 
coexist and support each other along the way so that our two communities can come together and create like one amazing force and one amazing community. And that in itself is how I think entrepreneurship moving forward can really change the world because we're getting out of this old dated idea that your community is your customers and really getting into the idea that your community is like your, it's like your it's like the bricks of your house. It's like the the foundation of your house, right? Like it takes a village and your village is your community who also are your customers, but who feel supported and don't feel like they're being taken advantage of by you because I see that a lot lately. So community, 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 community. I'm going to say it a million times. How can you build a community? So whether your community is 50 people right now, or it's 500,000 people, it doesn't matter. If you feel like you're posting on Instagram, for instance, and only 50 people are liking your post, imagine if all those 50 people were in your house, how overwhelming would that feel, right? Or let's say you launch a product and you only sell five, only. You only sell five to start. What happens if all those five people were in front of you and you saw them wearing your product or you were cooking directly for those five people? It would feel so special. So don't lose that. Don't lose that sight of that community aspect. Those people that are buying things from you are people. They're human beings who are spending their time, resources, and money on what you're offering. So make sure that you're offering all the things, not just the things that you're selling. Okay, number four. Consistency. Consistency is the glue that holds everything together. Consistency can be really hard when you feel like shit's not working. So if you do a big launch or you post on Instagram or you post on TikTok or you post a, you send out an email newsletter and you get no clicks, no one's watching it, being consistent is going to feel so impossible because you're like, who am I even being consistent for? Like no one's even seeing this shit. No one's interacting with this shit. But I will tell you from experience, from having an Instagram that no one used to watch or from, you know, I have put out multiple programs, multiple challenges, multiple eBooks that not one person bought or not one person signed up for. And I easily could have just said, fuck it. And been like, I'm done. No one cares about this. I'm going back to restaurant. Like I'm over it. But instead what I did is I was like, how am I going to pivot? What about this didn't work? What about my strategy didn't work? Right? Where are there holes and gaps into this? And then I'm going to post again tomorrow. I'm going to fix it, what I think, and then I'm going to post again tomorrow and I'm going to try again. Having that consistency is not only the best way to grow on social media, but it's also the only way that you are going to prove to yourself that you can fucking do this. Consistency is showing up for yourself first. Because when you're showing up for yourself first, you are proving to yourself that you can do this, that you have what it takes. And then eventually your community is going to count on you and realize that they can count on you to show up for them consistently too. So again, whether or not you have five people, 10 people, three people, 100,000 people, 
that consistency and that ability to show up is just as important whether you have a number of two or a number of 200,000. So never forget that. I think I want to do a podcast literally just on consistency and the importance of consistency because there are so many things in life that require us to be obnoxiously consistent. And in so many ways, it's how we are successful in the gym. It's how we're successful with our health goals. It's how we're successful with eating habits. It's how we're successful with how we communicate to ourselves. And the same thing goes with entrepreneurship and being in business for yourself. You have to be obnoxiously consistent because you are keeping promises to yourself that then you will keep for other people as well. Okay. And then the final thing is you have to have a fuck ton of courage. Being an entrepreneur being in business for yourself, putting yourself on social media, putting yourself on the chopping block and putting yourself in front of basically the whole world takes a lot of courage. I had this conversation with someone a few days ago who is really trying to become an influencer, become a creator, start something new. She was a nurse for a really long time and she really wanted to get out of it and just start something new and maybe get on TikTok, maybe get on Instagram. And we were talking about how she was afraid of the judgment uh, from her friends and family. And I'm going to say the same thing that I said to her because I still feel that way. Like when I first announced this new podcast format, I was like, oh man, I hope our friends don't judge me for being out here doing something a little bit different, fully showing up and being myself in the world for, you know, hundreds of thousands of people to silently judge me. But what you really have to think about is you cannot take the criticism from people who are not also showing up and being vulnerable. If they are not doing anything close to what you're doing, you cannot take and hold on to that criticism from them. You just can't. And you have to have enough courage to keep going even if people are judging you, even if people hate what you're doing, even if people don't understand, even if there's pushback, even if your parents are like, this has nothing to do with your degree. This is not what we signed up for. You have to have enough courage to be like, I fucking got this and I'm going to do it. And the reality is, is that when you first show up, your first product, your first Instagram post, your first podcast it's all cringy. It's all terrible. But you have to get through that cringy, terrible part where people are probably going to judge you the most to get to your most epic shit, to get to your best self, to get to the thing that is just that ticket to what you've wanted, that ticket to success, that ticket to that next level. You have to get through the cringy part. You have to get through the part that is just so awful. And to make my point even clearer, if you want to pause this episode and go to the very first episode that I ever recorded, which I left on purpose just for this exercise, and listen to my first podcast episodes, oh my God, they are so cringy. They are so terrible. I say like every other word, something I'm still working on. I say fuck every other word. I'm recording it on the voice memo app on my phone. I had no idea what I was doing, y'all, and I was so scared that every single person was going to judge me. But I said, fuck it. And I did it anyway. And that is really honestly the biggest difference. So I would love to extend an invitation to all of you. If you have a super specific question about social media, about growing your audience, growing your community, being in business, entrepreneurship, 
go to www.chefbay.kitchen www.chefbay.kitchen forward slash the podcast and type in our little question box a question that you have and I will do an entire Q&A episode on entrepreneurship on social media on all the things um it's such a in-depth topic I could literally talk forever but in the season of snackable episodes I'm gonna leave it there and let you guys take it from here ask me all the questions you want you can also go on Instagram and DM me at chef underscore bay and let's get into it let's start having in-depth conversations about creatorship about entrepreneurship about social media because I want all of us to thrive and I truly think that this generation and I think that women and women of color are absolutely going to change the world we just have to know where to start so let's change the fucking world let's do it all right you guys thank you so much for being here for listening to this podcast um as always leaving a review on apple Podcasts helped the show so much i got so many reviews from the last episode so thank you so much and giving us five stars on spotify is also just so amazing and so sweet and I really appreciate it and again we're offering 50% off of our 14 day plant-based challenge for all of our amazing podcast listeners so go to www.chefbay.kitchen forward slash uh wait forward slash challenge yeah that's right www.chefbay.kitchen forward slash challenge and then in the checkout page just type in the coupon podcast all caps and you can get the 14 day plant-based challenge for 11 dollars. all right y'all that's it for today but i will see you next week bye